PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Kingdom and jump us after the match. Well, you ain't jump us, but you slept the double leg. 
We just had a yo, we just had a war with the kingdom. He wants to stick a little double leg in there. He's not the double leg. Hey, I thought I thought we were gonna let the let the people take their pictures. Hey, they want they 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 they, they want to stand up. How how big we is next to him? They too small for him. He don't even do it that long, huh? I guarantee you one thing though. You will never again in your whole damn life catch me like that again. I guarantee you, son. So at this point. Just play that. Y'all holding us up, man. Y'all holding us up. See? We got money to make, boy. Hey, hey. Man. Well, hey, let me tell y'all why it's not going to happen in the AEW ring. All right, let me explain it to you. Briscoe's versus FTR on AEW Dynamite. Guess what happens? The biggest blowout win in the history of professional wrestling. Live on TBS. Five minutes, we done whooped y'all's ass. Give us one second. Yeah, we'll beat your ass before the commercial break. Then we'll be in picture picture dancing on y'all bitches. Hey, and then at that point, your whole entire tag team division is fucked. Cause we're gonna run through y'all boys, and it ain't nobody safe. But the problem is, y'all scared to let us in there. Cause y'all know what's gonna happen. This shit is getting played out. Y'all hold this up. Y'all holding us up, man. Y'all holding us up. Them little boy, man. Yeah, we ain't got time for that shit. Yo, clown ass motherfucker. Fuck y'all. Let's go. Now he said, come to one of my seminars first. Let me teach you how to wrestle. Then we can talk about the wrestling. Yo, Dax, do you also give promo seminars? Yeah, give seminars for promotional issues. Come on, man. Oh, excuse me, promotional uh, messages. Like yeah. you use your uh, telephone or your, uh, or your, or your laptop. Hey, do, you, do you use the phone or the laptop? Or your word processor? Keyboard or do you use a typewriter? Do you, do you use Morse code? Man, I thought you was old school, man. Come on, now. Typing this shit. Yo, let's be real. How long you been a tag team? About eight years? Son, we've been doing this shit 22 years now, man. Alright? We don't give a shit where you been. We've been in the wild for 22 years, making a name for ourselves. Just up. Surviving and thriving, baby. Okay? Okay? Remember, we had accolades before you even started. We was winning titles before you even started when you was KC McKnight, brother. When you was KC McKnight, man. Yo, you mad? You mad? Because we did it like that. You mad? Because we did it like that and you couldn't do it like that. I think you mad. And K KC McKnight couldn't cut it. You had to go to the WWE Performance Center where they completely manufactured your way. you fired up. Yo, this that real shit, baby. This that real shit right here, man. That's why. That's why. You ain't ready for this, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that. I'm telling you, man. Casey McKnight, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. Nah, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. Different level. Different level. They ain't ready. 
shit now. You said talk that shit huh? now. Hey, hey, say no more. Talk no, that shit. No hey. problem, man. Ah! Son of a bitch. Huh? Huh, how you like that? I ain't got to talk that shit. I'm going to just show it to you, boy. I'm going to just show it to you. Hey, hold up. Hold up. Hey, bring it all out here. Bring it all out here, baby, huh? Huh? We ain't got to say nothing. We just going to show you, son. We going to show you. Let me get my hat. Tell me something. Hey, now look, see, what we do and what we've been doing, tag team action, baby, FTR, hey, your boys done made a mistake, let me tell you, your boys done made a mistake. Take time something, at this point, it's winning work. Winning work, boys, I'll send us a plane ticket. Text me a plane ticket, y'all got my number. Hey, I'm gonna be a bus ticket. Shit, hey, you know what? Hey, Tony Khan, fill your little private jet up. You can park that bitch out in the cornfield. All right, come scoop. Come scoop us up, man. We ready. Now, see, how I look at this double is acting like some big babies. You understand what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is some babies running around the house with a big-ass knife. You don't know the danger that you don't put yourself in. Dangerous you boys. don't even realize it. dangerous, boys. Hey, hey, win and work. Win and work. Shit, hell with the bullshit. Let us know when. Let us know where. Yo, I'm about to hop on this bobcat and smooth the path out for Tony Cobb's Private jet, land right in that cornfield. Come scoop, we got a ring. One here, one barn over, we got a ring. Y'all welcome anytime, anytime. Go ahead. Hey, 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 all right. Hey, remind me, what did he say? He said something along the lines of the Briscoes don't even belong in the conversation. Yo, great tag. Yo, you bald-headed bitch. Let me tell you something, all right? Yo, you the biggest clown in the whole damn circus right now, son. All right? Because you act like you this big rebel, knowing damn well you got your little daddy Tony protecting your ass. Y'all don't want us in there, bitch. reminds me of three different states of the human condition. The one being, you're barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Number two being, you're playing with fire. And number three being, you're letting your mouth write checks that you can't cash with your ass. Yo, can't cash it with your bitch ass. You heard the man. Man, do I really need to remind you who you looking at right now? Huh? Man, hey, I'm gonna take you back 15 years. Who was it that really set the wrestling world on fire? 07, huh? Hey, don't let your bosses try to lie to you. All they did was have a little YouTube show. Who really did this shit, huh? Hey, hey what was you doing 15 years ago? What y'all boys doing? Bitch, I think it was KC McKnight or some shit like that. What were you doing, KC, huh? Man, you know who you best. You don't know who you messing with, son. I'm trying not to cut you. You don't know who you messing with, boy. Y'all scared, ain't gonna happen no way. Ain't gonna happen, y'all don't want us in that bitch, man. The ball is in your courts. Hey, you understand what I'm saying? They don't want us in that. The ball is in hey, your courts. All your bosses know damn well what's gonna happen. We get in that bitch. And so, we ain't coming in that bitch to get a paycheck. Shit, we got money. We coming in that bitch to take over. Turn that bitch. It's good. It's Where, man? It's there. Chick, I guess the first thing that we got to do is say thank you to the ass boys. Y'all read our Christmas card on national television last year. I think we 
that. I ain't I don't believe in Avis to show us gifts and stuff. Davis said her name. On national TV. On national television. Hey, go. Hey, but hey, let's cut the bullshit, all right? The match has been made. Briscoe's versus FTR part three. Part three, baby. Double right. dog collar match. Hey. You understand the implications of that? Not only are we going to have a team connecting us with a collar around the yeah, neck, yeah, but it also yeah. means that anything goes. You're not going to hear no ding, ding, ding. You're winning by way of DQ. That's not going to happen. We're going to have time. We're going to have change. We're going to be connected. It's going to be crazy and shit. I have to y'all tell y'all right now, I'm going to be real with y'all. We don't never do this. We don't never say shit like this, but we're going to say it right now. Y'all is the toughest tag team we've ever been in the ring. All right? The last two matches was two of the toughest fights of our lives. However, how ever. Man, I know y'all big on case study. Y'all Bret Hart guys. Man, let, let me give break you a... Break it down quick. Uh, break it down. Hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Bret Hart versus Terry Funk. Okay. Who's your money on? I might go with Bret Hart straight up. I mean, I might. I don't know. Not in the bar bar, man. Nah, hell no. Not in the steel case, man. Hell no. Not in the anything goes, man. I'm going with Terry 10 times out of 10. A whole new element right here, man. Let's see y'all. Let's see y'all. Y'all boys is bad. But it's y'all bad like this. Y'all watch Y'all know how we get down. The watch them boys take. Y'all know how we get down, There's man. No DQ we get ready to go fuck wild out of that bitch. Y'all see that? Fuck wild out of that bitch. Y'all see that? Y'all start to get a little bit nervous? Huh? I ain't nervous. I feel like I'm about to turn into a werewolf right uh, now. A damn werewolf, man. Is it Saturday yet? Is it Saturday yet? back of your mind, is you? Is y'all a little bit timid? Check, just ask me, just ask me one more thing. It can't come. this bitch off. It can't come through. It can't come through enough. Ask me one more thing, Jim. We'll come after 12. Hey, 13 all day long. You heard it, man? 13 times. 13 times, bitches. World tag. Is it Saturday yet? Cut the bitch off. Ha!
Hello everyone and welcome to HMG Rampage Uncaged live right here on channelattitude.com. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, they're back once again. It is Mr. Chris Ams, that's AMBS for Bullshit in the Morning, right Chris? Welcome to Uncaged. That's right, it's C-H-R-I-S-A-M... Yeah, something like that. I can't fucking remember how to spell it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's me. I'm back, and I'm uh, I'm talking about Rampage. Jesus Christ, <laughs> why? You Here sound- I am. <laughs> you sound excited. And to my bottom, we have the evil man himself. He is evil. Dose, Doctor Jeff Lipman. Welcome back to Rampage Uncaged. And what's happening, my friend? You know, I'm taking a break from my usual week away this this uh, time of year. I'm always in the same place uh, this time of year. As you guys know, I'm at the World Economic Forum here in Davos, uh, hanging out, me and the other globalists, and, and we're being we're doing elite stuff. And wait, hang on a second. Eric, DJ, yeah, Don, Donnie Jr. <laughs> we'll meet up later, right, at Hunter's place? Yeah, yeah, Gates will be there. Uh-huh. All right, check you guys later. <laughs> Why? Why it's right? It's Switzerland. Knives in. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's Jeff Lippman, everybody. Um, but before we get into that's the show, <laughs> it is. I just want to um, give out a, a couple of condolences. Uh, first, I mean Jay Briscoe. I mean, what a shocker it's been. The way he passed away. It's sad. Let's be honest, guys. I mean. A woman was either blinded by the sun or she was texting and pretty much swerved into his lane and they had a, ha- a head-on car accident, which unfortunately not only killed her, but killed Jay Briscoe. So from all of us here at HMG and the PWC, our condolences go out to, to not only Jay and Mark, but to his whole family, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's sad. Um, reach for the sky. Absolutely, reach for the sky. And them boys are no more, unfortunately, man. But uh, before we talk about that, I also want to give out our condolences also to Kevin Panetta, who unfortunately his his mother, Debbie Panetta, passed away this past week. And um, man, if you need us, Kev, you know where to find us, man. We'll always be there for you. So don't be shy to hit us up. The Dalek King's mother is the Queen Regent. Absolutely. And she was, you know, and you know what? I get a good... I get a lot of satisfaction knowing that her favorite show was actually us, believe it or not, on the PWC. It's true. So, um, yeah, our condolences go out to you, Kev. Well, why would she yeah. pick the Dollar Club show, especially when, you know, Jim Prenby is only the second rock hard now. There's a, Juice <laughs> Robinson is now rock hard. And and we have to give condolences to to you, our own uh, Jimmy T. Right. What's your grandfather this week? So that, it's, That's it's, right. Yeah, a, a, a rough week in wrestling and a rough week in our family and our extended family. No, thank you. That means a lot. And uh, I was going to mention that, but it felt funny giving condolences to myself. But uh, yes, yeah, my grandfather unfortunately passed away this past week also. I mean, this all happened like within a day of each other between Kev, Jay Briscoe and, and myself. I mean, damn, <laughs> it is what it is. So yeah. Our condolences once again to everybody that passed away this past week, which is very unfortunate. But we're not here to be somber. We're here to talk AEW Rampage. And um, clearly you boys <laughs> weren't fans of the show. Chris, you look like you just saw a ghost after watching Rampage. So <laughs> what, what was so bad about it in your eyes, man? 
Well, uh, it just <laughs> it lacked any importance. There was no impact on the show. I mean, nothing that ha- happened in this show really moved anything forward that I could see. Really important. At one point, I saw you know Brian Cage, and I thought, oh hey, he does exist still. That's good. Uh, but he came to the ring wearing a belt uh, that's the the Ring of Honor not trios title because they don't call it a trios title it's the six man title which my god can we just get on the same fucking page as a, as a wrestling company it's so They're stupid totally different I, I mean, things. like they, they are. hashtag no I more belts jeff <laughs> hashtag no more belts that's all jeff tell them why they're totally different things <laughs> i will not do that uh because it's an <laughs> aw show not a ring of honor show oh, um apparently yeah, that's my reason i'm sticking to it um you know what? You said you look like you, the Chris looks like he saw a ghost. A ghost is interesting. This show is not <laughs> interesting. I, I mean, almost nothing made sense in this. And even things where they could have made sense, like, I mean, Action Andretti versus Daniel Garcia is not a main event on any TV show. It's not a main event on the YouTube shows, let, let alone a primetime show. But they made a big deal that Sammy Guevara gave Daniel <laughs> Garcia new leather pants, new gear for this. So maybe those pants, they should have been too tight or they they were binding or something, and that's what cost them the match. It's like when George Costanza got the Yankees' cotton uh, uniforms and they shrunk, and that's why no one used <laughs> cotton because you can't you can, once you wash them, you can't run any longer. Uh, I mean, that at least would have been a story. But no, they did – I mean, the only story advancement was uh, the freaking the, the, the House of Black thing without House of Black. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it, but I mean, it took. I had to really work to remember what the first match was in it, and it's only when I saw you guys, I'm like, oh yeah, their favorite, Jobber Page. Yes, it was the first match, as a matter of fact, and probably the match of the night in in many ways. It was Jungle Boy defeating Ethan Page, um, but that doesn't matter because of circumstance after the match. Because after the match. Ethan and Stokely uh, and Stokely blame Matt for the loss. Hardy denies he screwed up on purpose and he says he's on Ethan's side. Ethan says he can prove it by teaming up with him to take on Jungle Hook next week on Dynamite. So boys, we're going to get Jungle Hook versus Hard Page or something like that. Um, <laughs> are you boys looking forward to it? I know Chris is. No, not even a little bit. Um, in fact, I, I think the whole thing with these two guys teaming together is stupid in itself. I think that if you're going to have them team together, you need to come up with a better name than Jungle Hook, which is completely un- unoriginal and just stupid. They're basically putting a tag team together so that they can... And, I mean, it's just lazy booking. You know that that's what they're doing. And, I mean, if they're not doing it, then God did they pick a stupid freaking name. Um and yeah I mean they're taking on a team that isn't a team and nobody really gives a shit about and one guy can't get a win and one guy is apparently now really on the side of the I mean didn't they like trick him into being on their side and now he's really on their side and he's their friend and he's going to try to be their friend sorry wasn't putting my wasn't doing that to you guys I don't know if you can hear the background, but my neighbors are bloody screaming <laughs> in the background. But anyway, sorry, Chris, continue on. Well, I guess he's frozen. No, I mean, 
mean, what is this show? It, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, Jeff, maybe he can answer that. Jeff, what is this show? I, I think I'm just going to add to the complaints because, I mean, listen, everybody who's watched this show or any show I'm on knows that I'm no fan of Jungle Boy. But you just had him win a singles feud with Luchasaurus. You just had him beat a couple of giants. And obviously they're biding their time for Christian to come back. But like the, the routine that looked like they were going with is that he's going to face all the big man. He's, he's, he's going to be the giant killer. Nope. Instead, they put him in like the Saturday matinee, like boys, uh, you know, tag team. Because I guess the girls both think these guys are good looking. So they want them to be the, you know, the, the heartbreak kid, kids or something. And the whole thing with Hardy is stupid. And, and Quinn, Quinn is hurt. So that's why we never see him. Uh, I, like Chris, was not aware that just because they acquired their contracts that all of a sudden that Matt Hardy considered himself a friend. And the payoff to this is going to be an Ethan Page versus Matt Hardy feud. Who cares? I mean, there's a whole bunch of nothing. Stokely Hathaway goes more and more from like an outspoken entertaining manager to a parody of an outspoken manager Quinn serves no function. I, I, I didn't think this was a good match. Ethan Page has his TNA body back. Uh, mm. I mean, I remember when, when COVID started, started hit, he hit the gym. He got a six-pack. He was looking great. It's he true. got that big money contract. And, and, and just in the last year, he's just like, I give up. It's like he's, now he's basically going, he's going for the Moxley body. Well, do you blame him? <laughs> No, I you know I'm a guy I haven't exercised in five years. I, I but I'm also 54 and don't have a job that, that sort of might require it, but AW doesn't. But no, I don't blame him because he's he's not going to be pushed. He's not going to do anything. He's he's basically the Miz with less time. You know, without well, a mic next to the time. <clears throat> well, I actually enjoy his his promos more than the Miz sometimes. So I'll just say that. Well, yeah, because he's not trying to be comic relief all the time the miz right. is um but his the miz actually has more of a significant role it does it, the, the comparison no, it the miz is on it's just he's going nowhere matt hardy's going nowhere private party was never going anywhere and certainly not individually and 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 you know this jungle hook thing i mean unless they're going to be tag team champions which they shouldn't be this is just also stupid well, I've noticed they're emphasizing now more so than ever that they're calling him Jack Perry instead of, you know, Jungle, Jungle Boy Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. I was hearing Jack Perry more so than anything, than even Jungle Jack Perry. And Chris Jericho is terrible. I'm coming. I hate when people... Stop it. Stop it, Jeff. <laughs> I love it. it. He's not even... It, it's not even funny. It's just... To, we, we all need a break from Chris Jericho. Well, funny you say that. We did get a break from Chris Jericho because he wasn't commentating last week or the week before, ironically. So. Well, we need a longer break. But, I mean, the one thing he had going for him is he blew. It, you know, he, they were going to be, uh, uh, what was it, Garcia Go was going to be the, the tag team name. He blew the chance to have a tag team called Jerry Garcia. Ah, true. Fucking, that's brilliant. Well, see, and luckily we're behind a paywall because... Uh, <laughs> if they hear this show I mean shit Jerry Garcia well, well, I mean well Garcia lost the match so it's going to be Les Sex Gods but he, he blew the chance to call him 
Jerry Garcia because he's so stuck in the past and, and wants to replay his greatest hits with just a little bit of a different note that he's got to do uh, Garcia go and, and you know instead of Jericho. Um, so you know there you go you 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 went with the wrong syllables. <laughs> Speaking of Chris's, uh, we've lost Chris for the moment. I don't know if he's coming back. I mean, do you think he's coming back, Jeff, or we've lost him for the um, whole show? I don't know. I was hoping that he sent you a message. Uh, I'm guessing he's oh. checking his connection. And uh, if he comes in, he comes in. I mean, you know, uh, I don't think we should make the folks. We, we can we can talk some, about my poor entertainment choices during the day <laughs> to see if he comes in. Actually, let's 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 talk about that because there's another thing I wanted to talk about too, which I forgot to mention. But um, please tell us your okay. exciting entertainment choices. Now, people, for the love of God, I don't care if you're curious. <laughs> do not, do not watch Velma. I, I I think I know what they're trying to go for, but whatever it is, whatever they're trying to do, they did everything wrong, and it's barely funny. It's like either overly woke or woke or so overly absurdly badly woke. Either way, it fails. I don't know who the show is for, but I don't think it actually succeeded in being for anyone. So don't watch Velma. I watched four episodes, so then I switched to the '90s show, the, the sort of the remake of the '70s shows. This was freaking awful. Okay, you go, Jeff. You're a snob a little bit. But you know what? I watched every season of The Ranch on Netflix, and I watched it just with five or six chuckles I got a week. It was fine. This is not this. This this is not the 70s shows. I didn't watch the 70s show every week, but I watched it, and I thought it was a pretty decent show. Just, this, was was, all right. this was cringy, this, this 90s show. It was terrible. I'm done after one episode. And then I watched a movie on Peacock called Sick. This, this is supposed sick? to be... Yeah, well, they're supposed to be, to be sick? Movie. Or well, sick is in, like, that was good? N- well... No, the first. And basically, the plot, if there is one, and sorry, guys, spoilers, um, mm-hmm. is, is that uh, this family accuses a girl during COVID of being reckless and not adhering to protocols. You're kidding. And, and even though she was asymptomatic, she gave COVID to seven people at a party, and their oh. youngest son died from it. So. Oh boy. The father, the mother, and the two surviving sons decide to kill the people involved, which included the guy who hosted the party. Uh, so we don't know the connection to them. And then, then they find the, uh, the this young lady and her friend and her wannabe boyfriend who surprised them by showing up there at this ridiculous lake cabin um, mansion, really, um, because they always post on Instagram. So you you, you have no anonymity. Uh, and it's like ridiculous, you know. There's there's the whole thing about the six feet, and the thing is, is it was the COVID radicals who were the bad guys, which is almost like an a, interesting a wrestling faction, Jeff. Yeah, but that's it, right. It, it's almost like it's an interesting twist because usually it was the anti-COVID radicals that sort of got the bad rap, you know, in in the mainstream. Uh, so this was the opposite of that. Um, anyway, there was a lot of mask comments and things like that, and and. Uh, I, I don't know. So anyway, you know, there was some good death. You know, there there, there was some good gore, but this was a this was a shitty movie with a stupid plot. And even though it cost me nothing on Peacock, I think I still overpaid. So, so stay away from it, then, Jeff. I, I shouldn't watch it. I like the sound of the plot. It sounds ridiculous, though. At the same time, yeah. I mean, the only thing I say it's an hour and twenty minutes, so I guess you know it's got that going for it. I also watched The Last of Us. 
Now, I thought the first 30 to 40 minutes was really, really good. But after that, it, it just felt like a trope and just a series right. of tropes. Like, I feel like I've seen it a million times before. And it was long. It, it felt like it was dragging, which is not good for show one. Uh, I'm not ready to re render a verdict on it yet. But if you're not someone who likes, like, The Walking Dead or the uh, or Conor McCormick's the, the Road or, like, sort of Terminator without the thrills... If you don't like that stuff already, dystopian and you know zombified stuff, you're not going to like it. If you do like that stuff, like if you love The Walking Dead still, you'd probably like this okay. Um, but if you're like, you sort of feel like you've seen this version like 20 too many times, don't bother. Ah, okay, Chris is back. Good, good. You killed, I killed Jeff enough time for you to come back in. Sweet. Actually. And you didn't even and miss a, you didn't even miss a match. We we only we just we finished with the first match, and then I told I'm him about so my... happy I didn't miss any of the show. I know you, <laughs> you missed my uh, my poor entertainment and leisure choices. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Chris, I'm proud to to say that uh, there's no delay now. You seem to be yeah one to one with with, with Jeff and I. You're here. You're here, son. You're here. Actually, before we actually speak more about Rampage, let's get into Jay Briscoe, though, guys. I mean, um, he's he's going to leave... Look, to me, they're the best tag team to never make the major leagues. If you want to call AEW's Ring of Honor the major leagues, that's, that's up to you. But unfortunately, they're not going to be around anymore. And look, let's be honest, they're probably the best tag team to come out of the indie scene and still pretty much be, you know, indie guys. And, um, you know, what happens with Mark Briscoe, though, man? Do you think we'll, we'll get him back, Jeff? Do you think he'll wrestle I still? I, well, I mean, he's too good at it not to. But, I mean, I, I don't know what's going through his head. I mean, that was his brother. They were only a year apart. He, he just right. had his birthday, like, two days after his oh, birthday. That's, yeah, that's sad. So, yeah, that's even I mean, worse. I hope he comes back if that's what he wants to do. I imagine that's what he loves to do, and that's probably going to be his happy space. I mean, it'll be melancholy, but I still think that's where he's going to want to be. But Mark Briscoe isn't really what I, you know, you know, except for sympathies to him, but I isn't really what I want to talk about. But I agree with you that the, the Briscoes are, they're one of the, the I mean, not even tag team. I, I think they're the most successful indie act, period, that never made it quite to the big times. I mean, they're they're legendary. They're, they're, they're stars in the wrestling world without ever making it to the big time. I mean, even like people who are close to them, like, Homicide was at least an impact when they were getting half a million viewers a week. I mean, the Briscoes were an impact for a cup of coffee this past year when they're getting like 97,000 viewers. I mean, so, you know, everyone else I can think of that's even close to that level made it up. You know, they, they you know, Joe, Brian, Punk, The Bucks, you, 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 you name it, you know. Even Loki started in the major leagues. I mean, maybe Davey Richards never quite got there, but he's he's great, but he's not like Briscoe legendary. No, not at all. And uh, before I get to you, Chris, um, no, look, they've left a legacy, and I've never seen an outpouring of support and respect from the whole wrestling community like there's been for Jay Briscoe. And uh, Chris, what do you yeah. think the legacy the Briscoe brothers, them boys, will leave in the pro wrestling business? Well, I think mostly it's what you said. You know, they're they're going to be known as probably the greatest tag team to never make it 
to the big leagues. They're going to be known as leg- a legendary tag team. People are going to talk about the Briscoes for years. For years, people will be talking about the matches that they had. They'll be talking about the matches that they could have had, what they would have liked to see, etc. The, the, the wasted opportunities from companies not signing them. Um, and yeah, I mean, most, you know, you can say 99, 98% of the, you know, internet wrestling community has been, you know, really respectful and good about it. Um, I did see one tweet where somebody was nitpicking about, you can't say rest in power because he didn't die the right way or something. And it's like, just let the man rest. I mean, fuck off you trolls. Um, and for me, like, for me as as sad as it is as a wrestling fan and as somebody who i mean i've talked on here about how much i love the briscoes i mean that whole thing that they had with ftr that should have been on an aew pay-per-view hell it should have been on a wrestlemania i mean it was so good that the whole the whole feud including the match was just i mean chef's kiss good and i mean jay briscoe had lots of things like that as a professional wrestler that that should have had more of an audience the thing that has me really worried the thing that has me really thinking a lot is like i know that his daughter like she hasn't she hasn't been able to move her legs since the accident there's been an update actually about that and i'll get to that in a moment but yeah continue so i mean to me it's like it's just it's awful all around you know it's it's so sad and so senseless and it just it really, to me, it sort of hits home, you know, like I have two little girls and uh, it just hits home. Like you don't know when your time is. So just try to make the most of everything you can and be there for the people that you love. No, for sure. Absolutely. And as I was saying, there, there was an update. I'm trying to find it again. It was on my Facebook feed and this was only like 30 minutes ago. I think um, her legs have stabilized. I think that I think sort the prognosis of. is good. That's true. She's um, she, apparently her legs are itchy for some reason. She's getting an itch, but yes, she is kind of mu- moving her legs again. Well, she's getting feeling or something like that, which is positive. Yeah, well, that's good. That means yeah, itchy's are... good. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. But um, yeah. Look, it's uh, thank God that his daughters, you know, didn't get more hurt than you know they were. One of them was pretty much okay from the start. Didn't really get many injuries or any severe injuries. The other one obviously had a hip replacement surgery just before, apparently, which is which is crazy because of her age and also um, her leg deal. So, yeah, hopefully she gets better soon. But like you guys said, they're going to leave a mark for sure, man. We're going to be talking about them boys for many years to come. I just hope, you know, they don't... I can see him saying that, that the FTR Briscoe boys match being match of the year because of circumstances, and I hope that's not why they end up saying that match, but I get it. I understand why. But the pity part is just where I'm a bit a bit funny about. Jeff, do you agree? Well, I don't know. It was last year, and it was my match of the year. Oh, uh, true, true. You're right. You I know, keep thinking from, it was... You know, yeah. from, which we did on, on this very network, or at least the PWC. Um, and it, it was my match of the year, which I said on several shows, and then I specifically meant the last one of the, the trilogy. Though, you know, there were probably six or seven other matches in, in consideration, including the other two matches of the trilogy and all three of the Cody Seth matches. Um, so, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't think match of the year really matters or not in in this context. 
I, you know, I think part of the outpouring of sadness is, is, I think embedded in there somewhere is that every wrestler knows that these guys could have been, you know, superstars up there like Uso level, Rock and Roll Express level, oh, that kind for of sure. thing. And they, they never were, you know, sometimes because they black, got blackballed, but sometimes because they chose to stay loyal. They had opportunities to go at various points in their careers and and they chose not to. And, and that loyalty and that staying real to themselves and still working on the chicken farm and, and always busing in, you know, four buses of, of kids from, from Sandy Fork, Delaware to, you know, all the Ring of Honor shows within 100 miles. And I, I don't know. They, 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 they just were the real ones. You know, they, they, they were who they were. They, they didn't live a gimmick. They didn't have a gimmick. That's who they freaking were. Yeah. Um, and I think people appreciate that authenticity. I know that there was those remarks that Jay made several years ago. And you know, the thing is, he wasn't even like wishing harm on anyone else. He was just talking about it in his own family. Call it ignorant, call it whatever you want, call it his opinion. But, you know, he tried to atone for that. But everybody in the wrestling world from every stripe, color, feather, ethnicity, uh, gender, binary, non-binary, what, what, every, the, the praise from, from the wrestling community is unanimous. And there's not like a lot of people in a lot of silence. It's it's a, a loud outpouring. Um, I don't know. It's sad. I, I don't know what else to say about it. And, and it sort of hit me hard because I'm sort of a Ring of Honor homer, and I've probably seen the Briscoes live 15 times, something like that. Um, usually at pay-per-views because that's really all Ring of Honor did for a while. Um, I don't know. It, it's rough. No, definitely. Well, anyway, like we'll say, condolences to the Briscoe family, that's for sure. Or, you know... Well, is it Pell? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Poe, Pell? Pew. Or Pew. Oh, there you go. Jamin Pew. Jamin. Jamin. Jamin Pew. There you go. I love his name. I love his actual shoot name, dude. It's, it's it, like, it, you know, it's Hebrew. Jamin J. Is it? It means like the the right hand of power or something like that. Okay, cool. There you uh, go. The right hand of God. Something like that. Pew. You learn a new thing every week. Well... Uh, after that news, I mean, let's let's go back to Rampage, and um, uh, we get a Tony Schiavone segment in the ring. He's in the ring for an interview with Ortiz. Ortiz is upset with Eddie Kingston for thinking about hitting a woman with a chair. He calls Eddie out to the ring to handle this like men, face to face. Kingston comes out with a chair, and they face off. Ortiz says their mental homicide would call him a coward and a fake tough guy. Eddie reacts by hitting him in the gut with the chair and in the back and walking out as Ortiz is left withering in pain in the middle of the ring. I personally didn't mind this segment. Like Ortiz actually is a much better talker than I realized. Jeff, I know you weren't too much of a fan of it, but I didn't mind it. What do you think? I mean, I thought it was exactly fine. I mean, Ortiz isn't really known for his talking, but I mean, he kept saying, in our world, we never, we don't hit women. I mean, they're woke now, Jeff. This is a woke AEW. Remember that, right? And what would our mentor homicide say? I mean, last I remember, homicide and Ortiz being together, they did a drive-by on a on a kid angle in in Impact. So I I I'm not, I'm not sure so that they, the guy's name was Homicide. So I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, I, the hitters, I, I, remember they were hitters too before that. Yeah, I'm I'm not really into any of this. And to have this whole promo without House of Black, you know, being seen somewhere looking on at backstage or looking in from some evil, dark and red smoke filled lair or 
something or hearing Julia Hart laugh like you know Bray Wyatt. Would, I, I don't know. It's just it, it. It just feels like it's something hollow for Eddie Kingston and Ortiz to do with House of Black and and and, and really with mostly with the two guys because we know Matthews is gone. As was you know for, for further circumstantial came later in the show um, about that, but. I mean, it was fine. It's a wrestling story, but is is, is it exciting? Is it interesting? Do I think that the House of Black and Malachi Black and Brody King should be involved in, in bigger storylines? Yes. Arguably, should Eddie Kingston? I don't think so, but I think a lot of AW fans think he probably should be in, in a better storyline than, than a feud with Ortiz. I mean, what's to say about Santana? He should be, you know, healthy and reha- you know, either rehabbing or healthy or a free agent. Ah, yes, Time for the break. Time for the no, show. No, well, the he's a man award definitely goes to uh, Eddie Kingston because uh, apparently he's not man enough. I say bullshit. He's a man, clearly. He kept calling him Shivani. He doesn't call him Tony Shivani. The whole promo is about respect, and he can't call him Tony Shivani or Mister Shivani. I and Ortiz is just so small. No, this didn't do much for me, dog. But it. it it was fine. That, that, that's all I'll say. It was it was the least bad thing on the show. Yeah, possibly. Chris, did you like the segment? I hated it. Uh, <laughs> I usually I usually care more about these guys. I, I like I like the characters. I like both of these guys in terms of their characters, in terms of their ring. But I mean, some of this just stretched to incredulity. You know, like you're talking about Ortiz is up there and he's like he's like you know I, I'm here Tony and I'm, I'm here to talk to you but I shouldn't even be talking to you I should be I should just be talking to you know to my boy and then uh, and then you know let's talk about it like men out here in front of everyone with a microphone <laughs> yeah what that's not how you handle your business that's not how any of this works um you know, it just it comes across as being kind of half pregnant. You know, they want to talk about how they're gangsters, and in our world, it is bro. They hate that, but 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 they're still they're having this conversation in the ring with microphones. Um, yeah, I hated this. I just thought that it was. I mean, and also like, yeah, the House of Black needs to be doing bigger things. I mean. Maybe at least at maybe at least out of this they can get a win. They can actually win a feud. That would be good for them, I guess. But I mean, if they're winning a feud on Rampage, it doesn't fucking matter. Well, Buddy Matthews was once again back home here in Melbourne, Australia, wrestling for MCW and not Maryland Championship Wrestling, but Melbourne City Wrestling here in Melbourne, Australia. Yes, and Australia does exist for anybody that doesn't think it exists. It does. Um, But uh, yeah, so I guess he'll be coming back sometime this week. But you're right. Both of you, can we just start calling the House of Black the House of Whack from now on? Can we just go there? Because that's what they are. They're whack right now with their booking. Now, I don't know if it has anything to do with their problems in AEW or they just don't know what to do with them because... What's the point of bringing him back just to have him do nothing, really? Jeff? You're really going to ask me this question? I, I don't know. Tony just likes to have lots of toys around. I mean, I, I have no idea. I mean, if I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with something, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know that Buddy Matthews felt that way, necessarily, he probably felt that he was over like the rest of them, and their timeout was over. And But 
again, I said it on this very network. I'm not blaming TK for this one. When when a wrestler says, "Well, my contract is up, I'm leaving," why would I invest in those wrestlers, and why would I invest in the in the act? Which is why I was a little bit forgiving that although the tag team name is like ridiculous, like the Kings of the Black Throne or whatever, that at least they're trying to separate Brody and Malachi from Matthews for when that day comes that they're a tag team, and hopefully they will win some tag team matches and when Buddy goes, they can, you know, either they they pick up Ortiz or Kingston or whatever, or or better yet, they just move into the tag team division and, you know, put leave all this in the rearview mirror. Well, to be fair, they were kings of the Dark Throne even when they first debuted in AEW. I mean, they, you would see King and Malachi teaming up together as kings of the Black Throne, so... Yes, that's right. Yeah. They did when they debuted. They were clearly identified as Black Throne, Gray Stone, Chicken Bone, but <laughs> you know, but they they dropped it for a while and now they're back. So I'm just waiting for the T-shirts. That's I just I can't wait for the T-shirts. Kings yep. of the Dark Tables, whatever they are. Anyway, Stephen King's well, The Dark Tower. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Great, great series. Yeah, great I agree. series. <laughs> Well, after that debacle, we get a Darby Allen promo from the, yeah, just a vignette, whatever you want to call it, a pre-recorded segment where he cuts a promo saying he won't slow down or take it easy. He wants Buddy Matthews in a TNT title match on Dynamite. Now, why the hell does he want Buddy Matthews and why would he call him out and put his belt on the line? Anyway, I mean, Jeff, is he silly? Well, he told us. Uh, he hasn't forgotten about the House of Black. But he's already beaten Malachi, and he's already beaten Brody. Uh, the only one he hasn't been is Buddy. So he's challenging him, and because Buddy Whoa. is leaving, uh, he, you know, Buddy gives, you know, it's it's a credible loss for Darby. Not that he really needs him. I think Darby actually would benefit from wrestling only once every five weeks, so he could heal up instead of True. twice a week now. Whatever the heck they're having him do wrestling, like you know, Kushida and Juice Robinson and. and I don't even remember the first guy he, he wrestled, to be honest with you. I, I, I can't even think of it. Um, Wasn't it Ethan Page? Not, maybe. I don't I, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you. Damn if I know. Um, but uh, and then now Buddy Matthews. So, okay. You know, it, it, so, should be a, so, it should be a good match. So kings of the black jobbers table whatever the fuck they are are basically just a bunch of losers so he's no, gonna be ha- every single one house of them. black the kings of the black oh, throne oh. Will, will prevail house of whack sorry that's right house of jobbers he's so darby allen's literally gonna beat every single one of them and <laughs> jesus well whatever man if they're all getting punished because of uh because of uh buddy so be it i'm assuming like you said jeff he's gone right surely once his contract is up yeah and stop calling me shirley Christ's sake. Anyway, Chris, any last word about that or we just move on? No, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we move on to the next match in a bit of a surprise, actually. It is Brian Cage versus Willie Mack. Brian Cage does end up winning via the jewel claw for the pinfall victory. Willie Mack, um, that was a surprise, Jeff. Uh, what do you think? Is, is he going to sign with AEW or is he just a jobber? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just saw Willie Mack on MLW lose to Jacob Fatu. Willie <laughs> Mack had a match with Brian Cage last week on Dark, which was, you know, an almost loss for Brian oh. Cage. 
they basically ran it back and did it again, I guess, because Tony Khan would think it would be a banger of a, of a match. You know, <laughs> I know p- people like Willie Mack. He's a fine wrestler, but people act like he's like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. I mean, he's... Oh, please. He's, he's, he's a good wrestler. He's, you know, sort of... I know they call him 285. He's not 285. He's sort of undersized, and, and he, he's all right. But I, whether they sign him or not, I mean, who knows? Who cares at this point? They might as well sign everyone. Just what they need, another mid-carder with no plan for them. To, to, to lose to the, the people they do care about. But let's let's forget about that for a second. Let's let's remember the context of this. Brian Cage is the person that MJF hired to hurt Brian Danielson this coming Wednesday on Rampage. So Correct. They you either don't have him in a match or you have him absolutely kill the guy. You don't have him just squeak by an eleven minute competitive match. He's supposed to be the killer. The first two matches were faces. That MJF was supposed to be the the the, the cerebral assassin, the, the intelligent master of stratagem, picks two baby face wrestlers who never cheat, who like fair play. Uh, for Brian, no, he should be picking just giant Goliaths who are going who are just out to try to hurt him. And the first one that even made a little bit of sense was Brian Cage, except he has no credibility in AEW. He's never won a big AEW match, or at least not in the last two and a half years. Won a couple of Ring of Honor matches, but that doesn't count. Different company, right? Um, so he should have been the first one. This should have been the first match with the money. Then they should go to, you know, should have gone to Lance Archer, you know, or, or W. Morrissey, you know, who's actually supposed to be in the firm that was actually engaged by MJF. That was their origin story to help him get the title. So why not help him keep the title? Don't you and, mean and, Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, right. Beta Ray Bill, exactly right. And, and then, you know, and then I, I you know, next time get the abomination and after that, I don't know, the She Hulk, uh, you know, and have her work. But <laughs> so, so it didn't make any context in the greater story. So I hope people enjoyed this. this perfectly you know main event at at most any indie show across the country but this didn't belong on primetime tv given the context of the story that was in and especially given the context that the freaking matchup just happened like a week ago true that's true chris uh yeah i thought it was a good match um as a match i mean you know these guys can both work pretty well um, I like Brian Cage. I actually think that there's something to him. Uh, he's got size. He's got a look. Um, Willie Mack is a perfectly serviceable lower mid-card guy. You could always sign him to any company and have him be you know, a serviceable television act. He's not bad. Um, he's not great. I like... <sighs> I liked the match. To be honest with you, this was my match of the night. Uh, but I hated everything about the match. I, I couldn't stand what they did. I, like Jeff, was wondering, why in the fuck is this match going so long? Why is Brian Cage taking so much offense? And, um, yeah, I mean, it just basically highlighted all of my problems with AEW booking in general. You've got a guy who you're trying to build, and he had to fight like hell to, to beat a guy who's never won a match in, on AEW television. Congratulations, I guess. I guess you're right, Chris. Yeah, look, it was it was all right for what it was, but um, I don't know what's happening with Willie Mack. I mean, he was all right in TNA, or sorry, Impact Wrestling, and MLW and whatnot. But um, Lucha Underground, yeah, and Lucha Underground too. That's right, he was. Uh, but I think he's ice cold. No one cares about Willie Mack really anymore. Let's be honest. There was a Tony time where the guy. 
he is, is he like Jay Lethal that he's like another very old 37 year old <laughs> I'll find out now actually uh, you know like he ought to be like 41 no you think I don't, I don't know let's see I've got my prediction 33 oh my goodness uh, that's my wait let's see hold on um, 36 okay so he's like Jay Lethal exactly he's, he's another very old 36 year old 36 actually Shit. Jay Lethal was twice as old at 36 as Willie Mack yeah well Jay Lethal is pushing 40 so but he, he now, looks but great they, still but right. Jay Lethal has was around for like 25 years when he was 36 that's true. That's so, so now true. that he's really, pushing 40 he's been around for 40 years and Willie Mack is kind of a late bloomer would you say guys I mean he sort of started coming along about say 5 years ago has he bloomed yet I mean isn't he just sort of like one of those guys that's sort of like on the level of like you know I don't know like a you know a an, an Effie or a Joey Janela or something that like you know they sort of like they have their indie following but that's sort well, of it Effie uh, the one thing I'll say about Effie even though he's not my cup of tea he apparently makes a lot of money man apparently apparently you know who else he made a lot of money Joey Ryan true so, you know, you it's know, all about penises Jeff right of course it is <laughs> um uh, you know, hopefully Effie does make more, and then maybe Effie's smarter with his money. I, I don't know, but I hope all these guys make money. I'm, I'm not even talking. I'm just talking about like you know where where they rank on the totem pole of wrestling, or on the uh, uh, what's what's am I trying to think of the like yeah the totem pole. You're right. No, like, it's not the legacy. totem pole. Like, like like the food chain. Yeah, right. I mean, I th- he's I very think, low on the food chain. I, I think he's so, he's at the top of the indie food chain, but he'd be you know at the bottom of you know. I mean, MLW, NWA, that that's kind of his jam. That's kind of a space. True that. Well, that's uh, that's that. Let's move on though, because uh, we get the AEW commentators wishing good luck to the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. As Chris Jericho says, he will be at the game and probably kicking someone's ass. Is that a hint, boys? Uh, something gonna go down uh i don't see why right neither do i but yeah anyway well let's move on to the next match though it is jade cargill and layla gray defeating the vanity sisters in jordan and Jaina. uh really guys jeff there wasn't really much to this one but uh two weeks in a row with with twins taking a loss true is that the thing now is that what we're getting them being twins at least this was a short match and, and the heels who, who, you know, won rather easily. And since there's a baddie split, I mean, this might be the only match that it, from a story and booking standpoint made any sense. Although you didn't see any of their enemies looking on or, or you know, being angry about it or interviewed. We didn't see Red Velvet. I guess Kiara Hogan is, is on her side. I don't know if they've mended fences. I mean, I don't know what Sky Blue's role in this. I mean, Dude, let me tell you something. Yeah. Where's Bow Wow? What happened to that? Are we just going to forget that that even happened? Yes. God, I hope okay. so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But still, I don't like that type of shit that they've been doing. They're starting yeah. stuff and then it just. What I feel like is that Jade Cargill is, get, is getting into fights with fans about that, saying, We've moved on. You should move on. And when they're saying, Whatever happened with the Chris Statlander story? She was supposed to come after you, then she injured herself. And Jade Cargill's like, No, Chris Statlander was never coming after me. It was always Athena. Excuse me, what? No, Athena came after you and turned heel after Chris Statlander blew out her leg for the like 42nd time in three years. Yeah, that's true. Chris Statlander He's... is basically the female Kevin Nash. 
something. Yeah. She can't seem to walk down Worse. the street without injuring herself. Yeah, and look, Jay, think what you want, but I mean, don't argue with fans. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's funny enough that you have your your shtick where you tweet every day, "Hate me if you want, but I'm the best," and everyone's like, "Don't hate you, we love you, you're a queen," <laughs> you know. But you don't need to actually fight with people. You know, just just ignore it. I mean, you you're the closest <laughs> to a star that, that's there, so you know. Like oh, soaking the vibes, soaking the power. Yeah, yes, queen. Did I did I do that right? Yes, queen. <laughs> I definitely didn't do that right then. <laughs> Chris, did you like the match? Uh, I did. Yeah, I mean, this was the the match sucked, but the booking was actually the right booking. Like it was a quick squash for the people who are actually over, who have an actual story. Um, again, like Jeff. I was kind of wondering why wasn't there some kind of a, you know, even just a quick three-second backstage clip of Yellow Snow and Red Velvet watching them, <laughs> uh, but they, that wasn't there, so it was just Jade and Gray versus two twins uh, who will remain nameless uh, and really will remain nameless. Um, Jordan and Jaina. No, nameless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, like I said, the match sucked, but, I mean, you kind of have come to expect the match to suck when it's Jade Cargill and the booking was fine. It was actually correct, which I've kind of come to expect from the Jade Cargill stuff. Her matches aren't great, but the booking is done right and the story is being told properly. So I like her. I like watching what, what she's doing because she has a shit ton of charisma, even if she's not a great professional wrestler and to give her her credit, she's getting a little bit better in the ring each time. So yeah, I mean, Crap match, good booking. Fair point. Fair point. Speaking of crap match and uh, whatever booking, we got our main event, guys. Tell them, Chris. Well, it sounds like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. <laughs> and yes, it is. It is time for the main event. It is Action Andretti <sighs> defeating Daniel Garcia in a marvelous. I'm being sarcastic. Main event, Jeff. I know this is uh, this is pay per view material, according to you, right? As I'm I said, this, this shouldn't be a main event on any TV show, not even a YouTube show. Uh, and <laughs> as I think I, I'm not sure if we said pre-production or on the air, but you know, there were two things about this story. One is that Sammy Guevara gave Danny Garcia those new leather pants as a special gear. So maybe if you know those bunched up or they were they were defective or they stuck together, if that cost them the match, that could have made some sense. And also Jericho, who's usually pretty clever, kept kept saying if, if Garcia wins, uh, uh, Garcia go is going to be the tag team. Now that sounds Jer shocking. Yeah, Jer Jericho is always playing his greatest hits, so of course he has to go with Jericho. What he what he blew was probably his only opportunity to call the tag team Jerry Garcia. So, <laughs> I mean, so so shame on you, Chris Jericho. As far as this match is concerned, it sucked. I do not know why they're pushing this kid action Andretti so much. They have a million people on that. As I said, we started with there's two guys that were in the first segment that I don't like, that AEW fans like, that you could put the strap on them and, and they've at least earned their stripes there and have a fan. They're, why do you pick another guy that's three and a half feet tall, 106 pounds, and, and have him be... Because he can flip. <laughs> he can do flippies. Can flip 
I just I just don't get it. But uh, Jerry Garcia was a real was swinging a miss. I I thought this match was abhorrent. I think the whole thing was stupid. I mean the 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 JS people didn't even go in and and jump him and attack him. I, get, I, I mean there was nobody in the crowd. This, this just Chris tell him all the reasons it was bad. I'm I, I can't. Uh, it was it was aggressively bad. I mean, the, one of the things that really stood out to me was, I mean, they telegraphed the ending of this match anyway because they kept saying like, well, if he wins, then then he can help me, and you know, he he and I will be part of the tag team. But if he doesn't win, then I'm gonna be with this guy who's also on commentary and has nothing to do with the match other than the fact that he's obviously going to be my tag team partner next week because the guy who's in the match right now is obviously going to lose otherwise why in the hell would this guy be here on commentary with me um the match itself was just flippy stuff for flippy look at my flippy look at the, i can do a flippy you can do a flippy we can look like dolphins at fucking sea world doing <laughs> flippies it was, it was great if you like that and if you don't like that like me and jeff don't fucking like that you know, it was just kind of a. Hey, I don't filler. like that either. For Christ's sake, come on, boys. Right. All right. Well, none of us <laughs> like that. Then, you know, we're not, of, we're not yeah, big oh, fans stop. of trampoline yeah, wrestling. So, Jimmy Trapeze. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. it was bad. It was aggressively bad. And again, I mean, everything was sort of telegraphed. And honestly, honestly, like I was really happy to hear Jr. tonight, and he saved a couple of things for me. Uh, at one point. He said, uh, he said that Willie Mack was wink, wink, just under 300 pounds. And I love that he does that. You know, he's trying to stick to the gimmick. He's trying to build the people up the way he's supposed to. JR is great, and I fucking love him. And even he couldn't save me from the nonsense of, of Chris Jericho on tonight. Uh, it was aggressive, and it was frustrating. And everything that was going on with him and Tony, Tony Schiavone was just stupid. So... Yeah, the commentary wasn't good, the match wasn't good, the booking wasn't good, and there was no surprise in the end. Yeah, sure. yeah Jimmy, three rings, what, what do you think about that? And Jerry Garcia, once again, people, Jerry Garcia, he could have done it. Jerry Garcia, could have, should have, but didn't. It is what it is. Well, boys, um, yeah, look, this main event sucked. The leather pants sucked, just quietly, Mr. Garcia. And uh, Action and Jerry are hitting already. on the air. Yeah. Just quietly on the air. That's right. And Into just quietly. Yes. Just quietly. Once again, I will say Action and Dreddy can get quiet. Dreddy. Quiet on the set. <laughs> oh, please, will we have quiet on set? No, let's not do the Miz. But uh, yeah, I, I can't stand Action and Dreddy already because they're shoving him down at our mouths, literally. So it is what it is. Whatever. Garcia's a loser anyway. And um, yeah. Uh, big thumbs down from all of us here at HMG about Rampage and you know what considering we've gone practically two hours the last few episodes this one's a action-packed hour for once guys so in saying that though I'm comfortable calling this one around oh for sure well I think we can take it home guys I mean that's about it we said we said our pieces it is what it is it wasn't the most exciting Rampage of the year but hopefully we get some better ones in the coming weeks Jeff tell them where they can find you on Twitter Rickers fell MD 
can often find me here on the HMG and Channel Attitude, usually on this show right here, Rampage on Cage. You can find me on several of the PWC shows, uh, oftentimes with the, the, uh, my two fine friends that, that you're seeing to uh, my right and uh, at or about my bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is me curiously exploring things around the world, within the world, adjacent to the world, and beyond. Uh, and Garden Views is sort of similar, but more with a legal and topical-based uh, approach. Um, and also, I was on the Drew Yari's five-year anniversary this week, so congrats oh. again to Drew for that. And again, condolences to the to the Briscoes. I, I don't know why, but a lot of people feel the same way. This one just hit a little bit. It sure did. Chris, tell them where they can find you, my friend. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. Uh, just before I go and quietly on the air into a microphone, I want to give a shout-out to Ivan Provorov, who uh, uh, this week basically told the NHL that he refused to wear the Pride jersey for warm-up. Uh, he wasn't rude about it. He wasn't mean. He did an interview where he said, listen, I, I respect everybody. It's just not part of my religion, and I don't want to wear the Pride, the Pride jersey for warm-up. So... Uh, you know, I, I didn't and I'm not going to. And uh, again, I mean, it caused a big it caused a big stir among, you know, NHL uh, fans and pundits. A lot of people said, oh, he should go back to Russia or he's a terrible person. And um, while I personally would have worn the jersey because I'm supportive of, you know, LGBTQ uh, plus people and their their right to play hockey, I think that we should normalize uh, accepting people saying, look, I don't like this and I don't want to support it. Uh, I think that's great. So shout outs to Provorov for that. I supported Colin Kaepernick in in his taking of the knee, and I support Ivan Provorov in, in, in this action too for exactly the same reason. It's free speech. It's not hurting anyone. It's yep. his opinion. In this case, it's a it's a religious belief. So, yeah, yeah. and well, that, really, sports. If 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 somewhere along the line they stop trying to market, you know, causes and just said sports is agnostic. Yeah, here's your uniform, hockey. Wear the that uniform. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Here's your hockey. Right. You know, maybe oh. someone dies. You wear you wear a you know a black band or something, and you know. You know, and, and, you know, and maybe you have a, a different color for a severe injury like, you know, Hamlin. But everything else, no, you don't celebrate this month. You don't celebrate this holiday. You don't do this. You know, just we don't do it. That, that's it. We don't do it. No questions. That's it. We don't do it. We're not we're not we're not in causes here. Of course, this is where everyone's supposed to come together and just get behind your right. team, your college. Keep the politics out of sport. I agree 100 percent. But um, I'm, I'm with you guys also, so that makes three of us. But um, in saying that, though, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get to see our great mugs, talk everything AEW and Rampage in particular. Also, like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. And also, like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, like Jeff's, for example. But in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's the Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman. And that's Chris Ams. And you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncade Show right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out. See yous. Stay with my friends.
for the sky, boy. to the nightmare scenario here at Final Battle. We're going to take a look at what has led to this epic third clash right now. Check, I guess the first thing that we got to do is say thank you to the ass boys. I have a card here. Y'all read our Christmas card on national television last night. I ain't think we're going to have it. I ain't either. Double dog collar match. Merry Christmas, bitch. The match has been made. Briscoes versus FTR Part 3. Last year, Final Battle, we met you guys face-to-face -face for the first time ever. How apropos is it that Final Battle 2022, we finished the history. In the nearly 10 years that I've been with Ring of Honor, the Briscoes have been the ultimate Ring of Honor tag team. But to have a team that went into the Briscoes' house and go nose-to-nose -nose with the Briscoes and defeat them twice in two of the greatest Ring of Honor tag team matches anyone has ever seen says a lot about that team. No question who the best tag team in the world is right now. And after the 2022 they've had, I don't see any way that they're going to leave Final Battle without the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Let's see all your fools is bad, but it's your bad like this. Double down, Colin Matt. You understand the implications of that? Dog color, huh? Double down, that's for animals. The crazy thing is, we're the most rabid animals in the world, okay? We're gonna have Kyle! We're gonna have Tang! We're gonna be connected! It's gonna be crazy and FTR, Briscoes, you wanna fight? We'll give you the damnedest fight you ever had. Top guys, out. Reach for the sky, boy! Catch Wheeler and Dexter Wood. It's 
other titles that FTR has, but each one of those titles they have to defend. They defend in Japan, they defend in Mexico, they defend in Ring of Honor, they wrestle on AEW. They have a ridiculous schedule, including a defense against Aussie Open in London. Yeah, for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles. There's no team that has had a better 2022, in my opinion, or probably anybody else's. Yeah. Then FTR, the gold says it all, the championship, the accolades say it all. But they are once again coming into the house. Them boys, top five dead or alive. And look at the dates on the back of those trunks. The 11th was the day they came into Ring of Honor, made the challenge. April 1st, the day they took those championships from the Briscoes. The Briscoes wrestled four matches in less than 36 hours. The Briscoes asked for a second match, this time thinking they had the legs underneath them. Two out of three falls. They were guaranteeing two straight. They won the first fall. Yeah, had it been yeah. a regular match, they, they would have walked out champion. Yeah, yeah. However, FTR was able to get the following two falls. And now the dream match has now turned into a nightmare scenario. You see Harwood, Wheeler on the right, Harwood on the left. There's only been one dog collar match to my recollection in Ring of Honor. I, there's never been a tag team dog collar match. They're violent, they're brutal. But you know what, when you think about this type of match, you look at FCR, almost like what Jay was saying, man. You look at FCR, they're the technical tag team wrestlers. You look at the Briscoes, who do you think has the advantage? You got Bret Hart and, and Terry Funk in a, in a match. You might give Bret Hart the advantage, but in a match like this, Terry Funk all day. Terry Funk is the Briscoe brothers tonight. Counterpoint, these chains keep each other closer. FTR, I would argue better wrestlers. If you have your opponent closer, you can out-wrestle if you can grab them. We saw it with Raven and CM Punk in the dog collar match in Ring of Honor. It was violent, it was bloody, it was brutal. It, it actually threw both game plans out the window. We saw it with Valentine and Piper, two busted eardrums, busted teeth. Ooh, permanent damage. You see being closer and I see somebody being able to have a weapon with them at all times. intentionally marking Jake Briscoe, grabbed the chain to bring it closer to him because they know it's a leverage Ooh, that counts. And, and a double leg takedown from Harwood, and it's Wheeler and Mark Briscoe, Jake Briscoe and Harwood. And you can throw all the accolades, the classic fights, the instant classic markings out the window. This is going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle with the chains around the neck. On the inside there, and then right in front of us, it is Harwood and Jake Briscoe. Just delivering all right hands, and it's Wheeler trapping him in center with the chain. I didn't think Wheeler would be the first person to use the chain. This is showing me that FTR knows the type of fight that they're inside for. Great split screen shot here. Mark Briscoe already busted open as Jay Briscoe sending Hollywood into the steps. He's showing both at the same time. He's a big technical. I love it. I love everything about Ring of Honor. Oh! From the production to the fans to the world-class athletes oh, to this, this brawl we're about to see here. Oh, God! As if the chain and the collar is not enough, Harwood already bringing the chairs in play. And this is and this is something we haven't really seen, this tornado style of match between these two. Yeah. Oh, and he, he's charging Mark Briscoe. Briscoe's already bleeding. And this, this match going a million miles an hour already. And who do you think that benefits?
against Caprice. Who do you think can, who, who's got the endurance here? Uh, you almost, almost have to go with MTR there because of the schedule that they have endured and the tolerance that they have to build up. But you can never count the Briscoes out. Well, think about the schedule the Briscoes had the week of Supercard. They wrestled four matches in under 36 hours. Oh, it sold it to the face of beer. I don't know what that was. The fine concessions here at UTA. Either way, it temporarily blinds you. You know, I'm looking at FTR, man. They know what they're in for. They faced these guys before, and they're like, you know what? If we're going to beat these guys, we're going to have to fight from the start to the finish for wrestling out the window and survive. And that's exactly what they've been doing. Wheeler on top. Uh, Mark Briscoe choking him down. Meanwhile, Harwood, he's, he's dismantling. God knows what over there. And the thrust by Mark Briscoe. This match is absolutely insane. Harwood trying to bring Jay Briscoe back in. And those chains add just a little bit of tethered violence as Mark Briscoe bleeding from under and over the eye right now. Look at Mark! Tethered violence. And you also have to realize that everywhere that your opponent goes, you go. So you can also intent, unintentionally hang yourself. You take a look at the split screen shot right in front of us. Jay Briscoe just blocked a chair, countered it into Harwood. Now delivering those straight rights. It's Mark Briscoe and Wheeler finally slowing down at this point. But this has been a war, Caprice. God, it's already been so much to handle, so much to hold, so much blood being spilled. Dax trying to go. Harwood inside of the ring. It's a, a absolutely incredible war we've seen thus far. And it's Harwood and Jay Briscoe returning to the ring. You see the protective gloves yeah. on the hands of Paul Turner. We knew this would get violent. And the chains are wrapped around and driven into the spine of Jay Briscoe on that suplex. Harwood grabbing again. Closing that space, going for another suplex. Again. And Caprice, every time there is a move, whether you want to or not, those chains are going to hit you. Well, you saw that time in that suplex. It took some out of Harwood as well. Oh! Grabbing a tooth. Harwood just lost a tooth. Oh, and he's tying up. So Harwood tying up Jay Briscoe yeah. and Wheeler. And Briscoe, the master of that Kung Fu coming through. Shots just under the ear. Looking to maybe bust the ear drop. Oh, my goodness. Greg Valentine still can't hear from his dog collar. He's ripping his face with the chain. Caprice, we might, we might just want to divide and conquer. Here we go, split screen again. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. So much action going on at the same time, but we do know that the Briscoes are in control. We're seeing for the first time here, and I wondered. And Har I, Harwood has lost a tooth. And, 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 I mean, look at Piper. Piper lost multiple teeth. Valentine, a permanent hearing damage. After that dog collar match, busted your drum. Jay is wrapping the chain around his fist. Could be lights out. Oh, oh, across the bridge of the nose. Look at Harwood's arm is limp. Sacrificial lamb right now. Just driving the chain into the skull now of Harwood. And if he didn't bust the nose, he probably busted open the eye, the skull of Dax Harwood. Oh, gosh, look at him. And this is now the Briscoe's element. Yeah. All they needed was an opening for them. They have that opening now, and you can see inside of the ring, the Briscoe's in control. On the outside of the ring, the Briscoe's in control as well. And choking Harwood, now a taste of his own medicine, as Mark Briscoe on the outside with Wheeler. Wheeler face down in a prone position. And in just three matches, this has become one of the, the all-time great rivalries that's come to this. The challenge issue just a few days ago, but you and I both hoped this would be inevitable. We knew there was still a fight. 
And this is the type of fight, man, where you know these guys are going to give everything they got, but it's a career-shortening fight. No matter who wins this match, hopefully these careers are shortened. Everybody in this match has a shortened career after this. And the chance, dueling chance, Dem Boys, FTR. Ooh. Rights again. Two men in this match are bleeding at this point. And, and, and Jay Briscoe doing everything he can to open it up. Yeah, and he's, Jay Briscoe smells blood. He's like a shark, man. He's not going to stop. Briscoe, man, Jay Briscoe has walked out of final battle in the main event, the world champion. He's walked out in the main event as a tag champion. Yeah. He knows how to get to that extra gear. And blood is almost a, maybe an unfamiliar territory for FTR. It's a, it's a very familiar territory for the Briscoe. Oh, great counter Robin now trying to get through. Oh, wow. Wheeler catches it sleeping. That was beautiful. Mark instinctively ran to try to protect his brother and forgot he was connected to a 240-pound man on the other side of the ring. And this is what I wondered about privately with you, Caprice. The double teams, would it change any because of the way they were going to be connected? And we're seeing FTR, no problem double teaming now. The one thing it changes is realizing that Harwood has to stay close, even though he's tagging against Mark we right now. We see the replay there. It is Wheeler. Caught Mark sleeping, a rare yeah. moment, and that's the danger of these chain matches. Set the sides of the ring with the chain. Oh, God! And FTR kicking it into another gear here. A nasty gear. A relentless gear. And this is the first time a double dog collar match on pay-per-view. You see all that blood on the outside? And, oh, and they're, they're are you kidding me? And they are looking to end the Briscoe's night with their own finishing move. The Doomsday Device. He hit it. Spins him inside out. That's going to do it. Cover. One, two. Wow. Mark Kick, do you know... <laughs> They finished so many people with that out of doing it regularly. Absolutely. But Mark just got hit with his own tag team move with a chain wrapped around his arm. Are you kidding me right now? And, and now Jay Briscoe, the blood pouring. And all four men now have been cut open. And oh, oh and, and and Wheeler. Look at Wheeler in that yep. Corey Bomb position, that Corey special position. Making the most of it, choking it with the chain. And, and, and the oxygen, you got to be careful here. Paul Turner has to make a decision. You never want to be the, the one responsible for calling the match. But like we saw in the last bout, you know when someone's out. Yeah, but you know, sometimes when you're wrestling somebody, you wish there was something you could grab hold to to hold them a little more. That's what these chains are giving FTR. It's giving them more leverage to be able to execute holds. And they're using it to their best ability. And, the commendable and Mark, he's got to be careful here. He's got those hands up. He's got to swing those hips up or he's being hung. And Mark trying to fight literally for his life at this point. The hands within the dog collar keeping him safe. And Irish whistle. Oh, my oh, God. Breaking the tautness of that chain, allowing Mark to get his oxygen. Thank God. Look at all the blood being lost by Jay. It's only a matter of time before he loses what's going on. He's not able to understand what's around him. Losing concentration, losing focus. And he's going to have to fight or flight. For the first time ever on pay-per-view, we are seeing a double dog collar match. Blood in his eyes, crimson mask. 
pool. And it is pouring in his, in his eyes and his mouth. Caprice, you so and I much. are both. This is the first time we're seeing any any level of this violence. Ooh, you can't expect us to be to react with anything but amazement and awe at the, at the terror that each team is bringing upon one another. It's just a froggy blow with the chain. Got him right through the midsection. Cover to him. No. Lucky 13. Not today. Not now. At least for the Briscoe. Now showing you right there, Mark grabbing his elbow. You can hit somebody with the chain, but it's also a chain hitting you as well. And as somebody that's had elbow issues from playing baseball, which is significantly less violent than this, I can tell you, you don't want a chain in your elbow. As Jay Briscoe still attached to Harwood, still going to town, the blood is pouring out. And look at the fight, look at the struggle here as Mark Briscoe unloading a wheeler on the outside. I got blown on my notes. There's blood everywhere. There's a pool forming ripping off the skull of Wheeler at this point. Mark Briscoe makes some sort of contraption here. He's a violent artist. He's a violent architect. And he's got just a touch of madness in his eyes right now. Jay Briscoe continues you can to see load on Harwood. Wheeler reaching out for me for help. He's reaching out for help because he's in Desperado land. He doesn't know what's going on. And Mark does. Mark definitely in control. Looking for a table. And Mark, we better be careful here not to preach. Mark, I don't know what the hell's going through Mark Briscoe's mind right now. And the chain. Oh, and Wheeler pulling it back. Smart move by Wheeler there. Again. Um, oh, oh. There's a bunch of chairs underneath him. And we're right here, too. Caprice, watch out. I can feel the thud underneath my feet. And if you look up to the top left, the blood continues to pour like a river from the skulls of Jay Briscoe and Dax Harwood. This just shows how much these tag team titles mean to both of these teams. They're literally putting their lives on the line to win these titles, giving these fans way more than their money's worth. They're giving them their life's worth. Jay Briscoe up to the top for face lock here. The chain inside the ring at this point. Oh, God. Dex across the eyes, across the nose. The skull of Jay Briscoe. Oh, he's wrapping the chain around his head. You got to assume he's going for a hit, but he's got he had two layers worth there. He's just going around his dynamite kid style right here. And the violence and the madness. Got it! My goodness, hurt himself. That's what I'm saying. The chain is double impact. My goodness. But to a point you made, Caprice, the fact that he was willing to give up his own skull. Yeah. You only get one brain, Caprice. You only get one brain. Like I said, these guys are literally putting their lives on the line for these tag team titles. That's how much it means to everyone inside this ring that loves Ring of Honor, that loves wrestling, that loves this sport. Chain. Oh, you can see the evil in his eyes. The intent here to hurt himself as long as he knows he's inflicting more pain on his opponent. Oh, and you better be careful. You better be careful, Dax. 
Right. FTR was more than anybody are about legacy. The one thing they haven't done is come into final battle and, and, oh, and, and win or keep the tag titles. And Jay Briscoe, Mike Posey in the line of fire. Well, you all, that was unintentional. Posey knows it. He was checking in on Jake Briscoe. Dax knows Oh, my it. God. He's busted open as well. Oh, my God. God. Posey. Posey is a wreck. Oh, my God. Paul Turner. This match is multiple referees for a reason. Do you smell that? I smell the iron. Oh, Doc Sampson leaving his position from right behind us here. To ensure Mike Posey's taken care of him. Paul Turner inside of the ring. He would take side of inside this match. And, and Posey is a former wrestler. He's wrestled all over the world. We're seeing fisticuffs here now. And Jay with those quick jabs. Those Larry Holmes style jabs. Jab and move. Jab and step back. Off the ropes. Comes through with a big kick. That swing and a miss. Big back suplex. I've never seen a referee take a shot that Mike Posey has. I would have stunned He's bleeding profusely. Wheeler! And Mark Briscoe on the outside. Long connects. It's Mark Briscoe coming at it full speed. Swing and a miss. And it's Wheeler delivering on Mark Briscoe. Not only did he land on the hardest oh, part of the apron, but there was a chain underneath him, and now he was displayed on the table. Oh, he just drug him by his neck. Yeah. He's been getting drugged by his neck the whole time. I can't imagine these guys tomorrow or the next week or the next year. Yeah. That's what I mean by career shortening. A life-changing match as Wheeler up to the top on the outside, now back on the apron. Get to the midsection. It's Frisco with an open hand, open hand, but he's also hitting the chain. Weaving a twisted web now with that chain. It's Wheeler, Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe, spicy drop kick. Mike, he set him up, but that would pull him up inside of him. He knew exactly what he was trying to do. We're watching masters of the craft right here. Both teams thinking two, three moves ahead. And Mark Briscoe loves that bang, bang, that elbow. Mark. Jay is coming inside. He said, hey, we can end this thing. And he has Wheeler where he needs him. And looking for the, the doomsday. And it's Wheeler. Oh! Oh, my God! Oh! He just landed from the top rope to the pal of steel chairs on the outside of the ring. Unbelievable! I don't really know if he's hurt. I want to know if he's alive. Well, we're going to take a look at the replay. At least I can see him breathing. Do they, do, is he? Okay, I see. You're right. He is, he's breathing. He's moving. But on the inside, the hardwood with a chance to end things. He's breathing, but he's not moving. Oh, Jay Briscoe. Double arm. Jay Chandler on the chain. On the chain. Come on. This to do it.
What's it gonna take? I, I'm out of it. I don't know what it takes. I'm I'm worried about my four friends that are in this match. My four friends that I call. They call me on their birthdays. They call me on my children's birthday. I call them. We know each other. But these guys are hurting themselves. This is a war. I'm not worried about right now. I'm worried about tomorrow. What about their kids? What about their wives? Their, their parents? They're lucky enough to have such great families in their lives. This is... This is what this means to them. They're willing to throw it all away for, for the stake to become the greatest tag team in Ring of Honor history. I just hope the fans appreciate the sacrifice that is happening right now. They might be giving it all up. Think about the time on the shelf Jay Briscoe had. Yeah. One of the toughest men in the world after that two out of three falls match, Caprice. These guys are not finished. You can look at the trunks of Harwood. They came in the ring white. Look at that. And, and the eye only swollen shut, that right eye, camera left. Yeah. I don't know if that's swollen shut or the top of his eyelid is cut down. Or, or if it's oh! forming that, it's coagulating that, yes. that scar, that eyelid. Oh, God. It's like a horror movie. Oh, it's in deep trouble. Wheeler trying to come in. A cash meeting a similar fate to Dax. As with a steel chair shot there. Crazy thing is how comfortable Jay Briscoe is in all of this. Again, trying to butterfly those arms, looking for another Jay Driller. Jay! Oh! Moves between the legs. We will never see that. Really? What can you say? Oh, no! Sticks him with the pile driver. Still on him. Cover! Two! Ooh! You and I both remember how that match ended. That's that death before the time of that pile driver off the second rope. We'll take a look at it again. Unfiltered violence on the chair. That same pinning combination that finished Jay in July does not do it here tonight. Just when you think it's over, not only is more happen, but they go to deeper depths, lower lows. They're about to hit the bottom of the ocean if, they, if there's any more chairs, if there's any more tables, if there's any more chains. God, Jay Briscoe being perched high up on that top row. Oh, those open hands. Oh, again, also hitting that chain. Every time he chops and blood flies into the audience. to get the adrenaline going for his partner, Dax. Getting the crowd going, the crowd pumping. She's going to power drive him from the top rope onto the chair. She's going to kill him. <laughs> They've got a chain. Oh! What's good for the Goose is good for the Gander. Shot there. Two-wheeler. Harwood now on the outside. Jay Briscoe. Looking for something dangerous. Well, he dug his own ditch. If you ask me, whatever happens, he set it up. But both guys will get impacted off this. Wow! Driven into a chair. 
forward Devin took the blunt of that, but nobody won that exchange, Rickapon. And on the outside, Wheeler desperately trying to get in the ring, but it's Mark Briscoe who is holding him steady. He's trying to go inside to capitalize, but Mark not letting him. And Wheeler fighting for his life, Mark Briscoe here. Briscoe with that chain, a smart move too, and in the ring, just a two count off that superplex out of the chair. Now how much love do you have for your tag team partner that he's literally risking his life to try to get to him? And look at this, around the teeth, into the mouth. Oh my goodness, the agony, the pain. Wheeler trying to desperately save Dax. Mark knows that Harwood is in a lot of trouble. He's gonna tap, he's gonna tap. Wheeler trying to push through, he's trying to get it. He's out. He's out! Reach for the sky, boy! Who wins with this match? In the 13th time, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, The Briscoe! A violent masterpiece was painted for our enjoyment, for the fans' enjoyment. Here today, we will figure out the human cost. We will determine the human cost at a greater date. Let's take a look at some of the highlights of this match, Caprice. I'm, I'm breathless at this point, breaking the tautness of the chain, allowing Mark to get back in the match. You see the blood pouring out the eyes. Caprice, you are speechless as the, the chain around the head, into the chairs. The J-Driller, Dax Harwood joining an elite group of folks who kicked out. And then the, the pile driver on the chain on the chair. The top row superplex, almost a difference. But then it, it was this amazing, and he didn't tap out. The Briscoe, your new 13-time, 13-time Ring of Honor. The sixth time they have gone into the seminal event on the Ring of Honor calendar. Challenged for the championship and walked away. The new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Congratulations. And, and to me, to me, FDR has come in and immediately they are one of the greatest teams under a Ring of Honor banner. We've asked to call this match time and time again because we knew the violence, the level of athleticism you would see. And tonight was no different, Capri. You know, every time this team has, has came uh, against one another, it, it's not only been a banger, it's been contender for the match of the year. In a regular tag team match, match of the year contender. Two out of three falls, match of the year contender. Dog collar match, by God, I'm claiming it now. Match of the decade contender. We often wonder who the, the tag team of the, of the 20s it's going to be, and it may be two of the teams who are the tag teams of the odds. They're just going to keep things rolling along. The Briscoes, congratulations, getting that elusive victory over FTR under the ROH banner. Both teams now have two falls against one another. Yeah, I'm being green. Santa, can we can we do this again? Think, think, think about it. Can they, each got, they each got two falls. Well, you know, I'm being greedy. We got to check out the human cost here. Let's, let's do this, Rick Bonnet. Yeah. Let's see how that helps us, please. We wish it's the best sure Neither one of them going to Angeles for a long time. And I would definitely love to see these teams do it again. And I'm glad to see all of them in Ring of Honor. Absolutely. Think about that. I mean, two falls apiece, three classic matches. We 
got FDR. Look, look at Harwood's truck. Amazing. And what a, I mean, we talked about the breakneck schedule. They all have time later to think what, about what it. Is it? They, oh, who is that? championship that the Briscoes and we'd see three classics four total falls decided and that the Briscoes would reach for the sky boy Incredible, the code of honor adhered to. And celebrating this great trilogy here. The Briscoes lead final battle for the sixth time winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. Fans, what a night it's already been. We've seen four championship bouts, new six man champions. We've seen new women's world champions. We're going to take a look at these highlights again. As we take a look here, we, we think about what we've seen already. What a night it's been, Caprice. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't even get to unpack these earlier. We were held speechless. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the night. I'm worried about my friends. I know this is the greatest final battle ever. But, man, this is wow. I'm, I'm speechless. This is, this is, look at the replay. Look at this. An, an unmitigated tornado of violence. Uh, just brutality. Yeah. And, and the, there is the, the side of Wheeler trying his desperate, as desperately as he can, to get back in and say, Dax, reach for the sky, boy.
Ride, boy. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.